Good morning, guys. How y'all doing today? You're listening to Peaceful Moment Podcast. I like that. This that's actually like really cute. Peaceful Moment Podcast. Peaceful Moment Podcast. Peace Mode Podcast. Peaceful Moment. Peaceful Moment Podcast. With Jordan Brown. Like that. Let's have a peaceful moment. Peace and blessings, blessings and peace. Thank you so much for joining me for A Peaceful Moment. I am Jordan Xavier, the host and co-producer of A Peaceful Moment. Our goal here is to invoke healing into the world by use of storytelling and laughter. You can find us on Instagram at peaceful underscore podcast, TikTok peaceful underscore podcast, and on YouTube, A Peaceful Moment Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Bling, 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 bling. Hello? Mm-hmm. Girl. <laughs> I was supposed I to be like... I can't it. I was... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm I didn't get it. tears right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> what else do I say? How, how hey. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good, friend. What's up? All is well? All is well. It's great to be on the phone. I know that's right. Shit, girl. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's so good to hear your voice. Um You know, every time how's, how's everything, Jordan. Everything's good. You know, every time I'm I'm having a little, you know, a little rough patch on life, I gotta call my friend to get some yeah. words of encouragement. I'm feeling I was in the shower and I was thinking about what we were originally supposed to be talking about. Did you watch the movie I told you to watch? No, I didn't. And I told you I wasn't. You so. told me you wasn't going to watch it. I, and... I didn't. And I was true to myself. Matter of fact, I'm about to cancel it. The subscription? So. Yep. Child, this is the season of saving money. This is the season of investing in that 401k, that 401b. I hope I'm saying it right. But you know what I'm saying? Like, we are fed up. We are trying to get out the as you like to say. We are trying to get out. At this point, we got to get the hood out of us. That's really the key. You know what? You can take the person out the ghetto, but you can't take the ghetto out of me. You know what I'm saying? I'm always have a little peace. I just need to get out of here. So I don't know. I need that shit out of me. I need like an exorcism. (laughs) I need that shit gone. I need a, a laxative. This damn point. All right, friends. Because I I had a feeling that you wasn't gonna um watch the movie I told you to, the movie Hercules. I don't know how you never seen the movie Hercules. I was supposed to have this whole I was gonna have this whole presentation about 
um, about the movie Hercules, A Star Is Born. Um, I'll find my yeah. way. I can go to distance. But I feel like another way that we can talk about it is with our hair. Our hair. Our hair. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. Um, I was in the shower earlier, and I told you I've been going through some, um, some, some negative self-talk. I was like, you know, I told you about the melancholy. We had a conversation, mm-hmm. and one thing that was really bothering me is that I feel like I'm not going anywhere. I feel like I'm kind of stuck, and I understand. I know that you understand this because you also have locks. You started your locks a year after me, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, we had to go through the same process, right? Um, we both understand that when you first, when you first think about getting locks, it's so exciting because then you look at all the YouTube videos, you watch all the Instagram reels, you see everybody with their pretty locks. Oh my God, they're so nice. They're so nice. And then you fantasize about the day where you can get your twist you can get your comb coils, you can get your finger coils or you do your sponge and your fresh set of starter locks and everybody has that that eagerness to get there and then once you get them you're like wow i'm finally here but just getting the starter locks is just not even step one that's step zero you're not even Mm -hmm. on the playing field yet you're not even in the race yet you just you just put gas in your car you feel me you're not even on your way yet you Mm -hmm. don't even start your lock journey until you know they start budding Right. At that point, you still have twist in your head. Your hair is just curly at this point. Mm-hmm. You don't even really understand the path you have to go on until the frizziness starts happening. Mm-hmm. Until your lock matrix starts to form where your hair starts weaving in and out of itself. And it starts, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When your hair starts locking and starts tangling and... You wake up in the morning, you look at yourself in the mirror, you don't really recognize yourself because you're like, oh my God, I don't remember ever looking like this. I went to sleep last night with my hair okay, and now I wake up in the morning, I have two locks sticking up. (laughs) So, You know what's interesting? I love this analogy. I love that you took it there, and I think that maybe me and you have two different um, ways of looking at it. mm -hmm. I think that, tell me if I'm wrong. But I think that when you started your locks, it was like, wow, I want to start my locks. I have anticipation. I want my locks to be a certain type of way. This is then the third child. If that's the case, I hope that's the case. Mm-hmm. For me, as a female, I was fed up. Okay. I was fed up with constantly booking hair appointments, dealing with my thick. Well, mm, I used to say I have 4C hair that's controversial. I do have a bit of a little curl, so I don't know. There's different patterns here, but I was tired of doing my thick-ass hair, and I just wanted something that was going to be a little easier to manage and get the hell out my way. And I understood that I could do braids. You know, it's very versatile. You can do different things. So I say all that to say, when I got my hair done, I was very excited for it to leave me the hell alone. And I... (laughs) Did not bother it. I made appointments to get my hair retwisted. I put it in the locks, whatever, uh, as the faux locks. Um, and I just left it alone. I left it alone, and I looked at it one day, and I was like, wow, this is really mature. This has been a while. There was no, like, stress, anticipation, pushing, 
like, oh my gosh, I can't wait for my hair to get to a certain length. I just wanted it the hell out the way. And I let it do its own thing. And what I love so much about locks is that it doesn't take a whole lot of product. It doesn't take a whole lot of hard, hard work unless you're one of those people that, you know, are very high maintenance and into the hair and got to have a certain product or whatever. But for me, honey, all I need is some water and some, some rose water. So comparing that to life and your dreams, I think a lot of us are very, you know, involved in our process. Not only do we work towards writing our goals down, manifesting, but we're also stressing and worrying and constantly looking for the next thing. And sometimes all it takes is starting. Sometimes all it takes is, you know, sitting in that chair and having somebody put in your starter locks. And that's you like putting the seed in the ground. Now, for your experience, it's like, that's ground zero. You didn't even start. You know, you haven't gone through frizz, budding, any of that. But I can't tell you what that experience was like because I don't freaking remember. <laughs> and still, if I look at my, my hair from month two to right now, the growth has been incredible. It's been phenomenal. And to this day, my hair is a mess right now. But I know when I get this retwist, I know the length is there, honey. I know the growth is there. It's healthy. It's beautiful. It's because I take pride in letting my hair do its own thing. And you can contribute that to your life by saying, I put my goal out there. Whoever you believe in, whoever's listening, I'm very spiritual. I'm a Christian. So I, I gave it to God. Right? I, I said there was a goal or something that I wanted to do, and I continued to work towards it, but I didn't stress myself. I didn't worry about what is coming next because I knew that I was going to be provided for. I knew that, you know, nothing stays the same. Something has to change. And Jordan and I previously had a conversation about um, positioning. I knew that I put myself in a position to where I have no other choice but to grow. Whoever created me put me in a position where no matter what, something's going to come where I have to grow. And when you put those starter locks in your head, you can stress all you want to, but it has no choice. It will grow, whether you stress about it or not. So why waste your time stressing? It's going to grow. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And the where I was going was exactly what you said that people say it's all about trusting the process, trusting the process, trusting the process, mm -hmm. but about taming your emotions. Mm. Um, because I saw other people with locks, right? And mm -hmm. I was like, why doesn't my locks look like that? Like, why are mine so many different sizes? Why are mine so lopsided? Why are they, why are some sticking together? And why does it hurt so bad when I have to get my hair done? Like, this process isn't easy for me. I'm in a lot of pain. I don't look mm. good. People are treating me differently. Like, it's hard for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so, especially, like, living as a black man in in Florida, yeah, your, image is, your image is everything. If you don't have your image, like, people look at you different like when I mm -hmm. what hurt me so bad was when I had a retwist people would treat me differently from when I didn't have a retwist mm -hmm. and so I attributed that 
to like my self-worth. I was like, okay, well, I can't talk to people this type of way right now because I don't have a retwist. Or I can't, I can do this right now because I have a retwist. Or I can go up to XYZ and ask for XYZ because I have a retwist. You feel me? I know I look good. So now I can, you feel me? I can go into different rooms and talk my talk and I can sauce and I can finesse. I can do all those things because I have a retwist. And what I've learned last year with my hair is that you have to be in control of how you see yourself, regardless of how people see you. You have to be in control of how you act day by day, how you utilize your emotions how your emotions affect your actions and the reason why i say this is because all the time now that my locks a little bit longer now all the time people are walking up to me now that my hair touches my collarbones and touches my shoulder blades people always walking up to me saying oh my god like i want my hair to be just like yours Mm. I want my hair to be just like yours. I want my hair to be just like yours. One day, I was at uh, Dave & Buster's, and this lady walked up to me, and she says, Excuse me, can you um, show my son your hair? And I said, Of course. So he had he was about six years old. And I said, What's your name? And he was like, Isaiah. And I was like, <laughs> I love your hair, Isaiah. He's like, Thank you. And I said, Do you like your hair? He's like, Yeah. And I said, Are you? Is that the truth? He's like, Yeah, I like my hair. I said, you know, sometimes I don't like my hair. Oh. And sometimes my hair bothers me and it gets in the way when I'm sleeping. Sometimes it's itchy. Sometimes it's hot. And sometimes I wake up in the morning and I don't like my hair sometimes. Do you feel like that sometimes? And he said, yeah, sometimes I don't want, I want mommy to cut my hair. And mm-hmm. I said, well, I want you to know that when you become a big boy and you are my age, your hair is going to be on the floor. It's going to be so long. And I said, look at your hair now. Your hair touches your shoulder just like mine. But I'm bigger than you. So when you get really big, your hair is going to be so long. And he said, really? I said, yup. And so I look over to his mom. And she's in tears. She's in tears. And she like, he goes back to Dave and Buster's. He goes play with a little game. And I said, I give him a high five. And I said to his mom, I say, when I see people with locks, it encourages me to keep going, not just in this hair journey, but in life. Because I know there are other people out there going through the same thing that I'm going through. And instead of people, instead of me telling this little boy just to trust the process, I had to break it down for him to let him know that, number one, it's okay to be upset with with your hair or with life. Because we're talking about hair right now, but I'm really saying life. It's okay to be happy with your hair. It's okay to be annoyed by your hair sometimes. Because it's all a part of the process. You know what I'm saying? And so I told her, I said, I'm 25 years old. And when I see people with hair like mine, it makes me proud. And it makes me want to talk to them. Because I know that there is something that they... There's a physical representation of what is going on mentally with them. You know what I'm saying? What is a physical representation of what they've been through. And so I said, if I'm 25 years old and I can look at another man and be pushed to tears, what do you think it does for him when he sees people with locks? The six-year-old boy, what do you think that happened? What happens to his heart when he sees people with locks? Wow. 
That's incredible. So what I'm saying is, it's not just about believing in yourself and trusting the process and all the things that we say. It's a little bit deeper than that. Trusting the process means being good with being okay with the good times and the bad times. Mm-hmm. Picking yourself up when shit gets nasty, when shit gets hard. It comes with pain and turmoil. It comes with all that. You know what I mean? Because there are some points of this hair journey where I was like, I don't want this shit on my head no more. I don't want this no more because I don't recognize myself. I'm stressed out. I don't look good. I don't know what I'm doing this for. Mm. And I'm going to go to a different topic, but it's the same vibe. Okay. Okay. I remember one time, um, I took a bunch of pictures of these plants and trees and like, I had a, just a bunch of stuff and I showed my therapist and she said, okay, what are you going to do with that? I was like, huh? Like, what do you mean what I'm going to do with it? She's like, what are you going to do? You took those pictures, so now what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know what you mean. Like, what am I supposed to do with them? She's like, you're not going to make a book? I'm going to make a book for what? And so when we're on our path in life and our journey or whatever the hell you want to call it, your corporate baddie journey or get a new job journey or whatever the fuck it is, Sometimes you pick up a skill that you're really good at, that you don't really understand for yourself how great you are. And people ask you, what are you going to do with this? And you don't realize how talented you are, how much resources you have, how good you don't understand how good you have it. And then people question you, what are you going to do with this gift? And you're like, I don't fucking know. So with my hair, I have this beautiful hair in my head. People always tell me all the time, I have beautiful hair. But because I was so stuck in trusting the process and being weighed down by my emotions, I couldn't see the gifts that I had. Mm. But now that I am, shit, two years in and my hair is long it's on my back when I walk it moves it blows in the wind now how many black men you know hair blows in the wind there's not a lot of us there's not <laughs> a lot of us like I can yeah there is I mean natural hair blows in the wind too <laughs> not like mine though <laughs> okay whatever but okay. I'm saying I have I now realize how good I have it. People want what you have, but you don't understand how good you have it. People also want what you have, but they don't know how hard you fought for it. Mm. I think that's a better way to say it. That's true. That's true. They don't know what you've been through, what you've endured, how long it's taken. They just see the product. Kind of like that whole social media complex. But we're not going to get into that because that's really corny. Uh, <laughs> what do women bring to yeah. the table? <laughs> huh? What do women bring to the table? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm so sick of that. <laughs> We're not doing that today. We're not doing that today. We're in deep today. 
I love where this is going. I love how we have kind of the same point, but from a different uh, perspective. And I think yours is so much more involved than mine. Um, I really love my journey with my hair because um, I don't know the audience of who listens, but I don't know if y'all remember that that era of just natural hair, everybody cutting their hair off. I was there. I did it. I did it a few times. And I was very shocked at how freeing and easy it was to be bald-headed. Not completely skin bald, but just to not have hair and to deal with my fro growing in. And I don't remember it being like a high-stress time. I, I remember enjoying a lot of it the short process just washing my hair and not having to blow dry it and nothing being there and just enjoying that and getting longer twist outs all different kinds of things that I was able to do with my hair I just enjoyed every part of the process opposed to me having my permed hair that would work sometimes wouldn't work sometimes and just being stressed out with that um and I wish that process on everybody and I have been going through the same process with my locks it's not always rainbows and butterflies but I would never trade this experience and I think as I said before what I could really learn from being like really hands-off in a sense of stress and worrying about is my hair gonna grow when is it gonna get longer you know of course I have those periods where I'm like oh, I wonder what my hair's gonna look like once it gets longer but I, I, I do not sit and stress or look at other people and wish my hair was like theirs you know I'm just simply letting it do its thing. Um, I wish that for other people and I wish that for other areas of my life because honey, I am the master of stress. I'm so good at stressing over success. Where am I going to be tomorrow? What am I going to do? How am I going to get a new job? How am I going to do this? Blah, 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 blah. It's just like, if you would just take a note out of your hair diary <laughs> and just let it do its thing. Let your life do its thing. You know, one day you're going to look back and think, I was so busy stressing. I didn't even live in that moment. I don't even remember those moments. Here's a here's another direction. And I hope you don't mind. When I was in high school, when I met Jordan, um, Jordan was there for this. My first love broke up with me. And uh, I hope I hope y'all can't hear me getting a call. Um, my first love broke up with me, and I was completely miserable, child. I mean, by the time I got to senior year, I was a skeleton. Um, I was so frail and skinny, and all these fun activities were happening, and I was just so engulfed in sadness <laughs> that I look back now, and I'm like, wow, we did all this fun stuff? Why can't I remember what this feels like? And it's because I was I was down. Your girl was very heavy on the melancholy, okay? I, I don't like to use the word depressed. I was real, real sad, real bad. Um, and so I, I referenced to that to say, you do not want to get so caught up in your emotions um, that you can't live in the moment, you can't live in the now, you can't enjoy what you have because like you said, friend, there's people out here that wish they had the experiences or um, the things that you have in your life and you are wasting it on stress, on trying to figure out what your next move is, just constantly 
I'm getting lost here. I'm <laughs> just constantly going instead of stopping and smelling the flowers and taking your pictures and just being like, I, I don't give a fuck. I took my pictures because I want to. I like my pictures. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I don't know. Did your, did your psychologist say anything about that? Did your therapist, sorry, not psychologist. Did your therapist be like, that's cool? Or like, what was the outcome of that? About the pictures? Yeah. I don't want to talk. She was not a good therapist. <laughs> I, I can tell. Like, she was not a good therapist at all. It, I was... like, you can't do things for leisure. I think that's another thing that we all really struggle with. I know I struggle with it. I struggle with doing things for the hell of it. Like doing things because I like it. I think I am such a victim of like hard work culture. Mm-hmm. Um, that anything I do, I feel like I need praise for not praise i don't want to say that but you know like you have to do something for a reason you have to do something to satisfy a need and it's like yeah to get something back from it and it's like no just do it just do it because you like it why you can't just do something like take the damn pictures you know what i'm saying and i really really love when people can just do things like that because i think it makes you a better person i think it it speaks to the commitment that you have to yourself and the happiness that you want for your life like for instance my uh my trainer i go to a trainer every monday and friday um we it's three of us to go and we were talking about hanging out on the weekend going to go see a movie and he was like oh my gosh yeah i want to see this movie but I have to go skating at a certain time on Saturday. And I was like, oh, okay. You going to a party or something? And um, we never went into depth about it until the next week. And I was like, hey, so how was skating? Like, what do you do? And he was like, oh, well, I just, you know, I just put on my skates and I go out to the tennis courts and I just skate around with my music on. And I was like, oh, why do you do that? And he's like, it's just something that I do for myself. And I thought that was so cool because, it may seem small, but a lot of people can't make those type of commitments to themselves. To the fact that, you know, you would want to do something else, but you cancel those plans because you have a personal commitment to do something that truly fulfills your soul and makes you happy for no damn reason. Not like I'm trying to, you know, reach a goal or anything just because I, I made a commitment to me. That's dope. And I, I struggle with that really bad. Yeah, real, real bad. Um, And I think those are intelligent people. Those are people that I don't think you got it all figured out, but you go in places, kid, like Jordan likes to say, you know? You go in places, kid. Yeah, like you're you're really getting what this life thing is about, in my opinion. I don't know what the whole thing is about, but I think a big part of it is breaking the system and doing things that make you happy. Like, mm-hmm. not being tied to your, your 9 to 5 and thinking that's your whole world and really being able to, like, see past that, see past the stress, see past what society says you should do in order to be successful and just really making those hard commitments to yourself so that you're okay. You know, just making sure that you're okay. That I'm okay. Forget everything else. Forget the stress. Forget what's going on in the background. Because like we said before, to bring it around town, um, the position is there. The things are happening. Your hair is going to grow. Uh, same story that you brought up with the little boy. You know, there's struggles and there's there's mountains that you have to climb and everything like that. But if you stick with it and I don't want to say distract yourself a little bit, but you know, like continue to live your life, you have a touch the floor. 
It's coming. You just got to keep going. And that's my pet talk. Your hair gonna touch the floor. Your hair gonna touch the floor. Maybe that's the title. I don't know. Is it the title? Girl, I'm trying to. I'm trying to push the tears back. <laughs> you trying to do what? I'm trying to push the tears back. Oh. Your hair gonna touch the floor. Was, your hair gonna touch the floor. I wish I was there to hug you. But um. Are you a hugger. Fuck yeah. I give, the best <laughs> hugs. I give the absolute best hugs. I've been told that by multiple drunk people on Los Olos Boulevard. Oh, so. you are one of them. I can see you being out there just hugging people. Child. Give me a hug, friend. I don't even know you. You drunk? It's okay. Give me a hug, friend. Nah, that's exactly how I am. You drunk? <laughs> they be like, yeah, come here. That's my thing too, making people cry. I can make a stranger cry so fast. Uh, that's not the point. Um, remember, always remember that the person ahead of you had to fight to get there, and the mm-hmm. person behind you wants what you have. Mm-hmm. So encourage the person in front of you, and love on a person behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a um a task that I wrote up. Um, I want y'all to do this too. Uh, you too, Deja. It was in the book. I don't know if you ever. Oh fuck the book! Damn. We ain't never get back to that. Ooh, girl, I don't know damn. what I'm gonna do with that damn book, girl. It's coming out. Don't nobody need to know. Y'all know. This Trust is the a, process. Um, Trust, Trust the, the process. process. This is an exclusive. This is something that we are prophesizing, manifesting. You know what I'm saying? You don't even know about it yet. You don't even know. I'm gonna give y'all a little tip. Like So y'all really gonna be the OGs Cause if you hear this episode right now That means you like You feel me Y'all You know like Chance the Rapper Before he became Chance the Rapper Before he got uh-huh. like When he was on acid Yeah Yeah acid rap Chance the Rapper Like Kid Cudi yeah. Day and night You feel me Like one okay. part Kid Cudi This is like mm-hmm. Beyonce Um Like Destiny Child When it had five members And not the four members What's This is that? when they was on that TV show Mm-hmm. Competing, Beyonce knows who. We don't know her. She's yeah, a little did. girl on the show. We did know her. She was on the show. They lost the show. They didn't know who she was. Say Beyonce. What's it called? Star Talk. <laughs> say Beyonce. Y'all better get ready to say Beyonce, okay? Because it's gonna blow up, okay? Say Beyonce. Anyway, friend, what's the tidbit? What is, what is it? I forgot already. I ain't gonna lie to you. Oh. <laughs> This okay. The first thing the book says it says um. The first thing I put inside the book was write two letters. Write a letter to yourself in the future. And write a letter to yourself in the past. The letter in the past has to be as angry as possible. As angry and as many bad words that you can use. But do it in a loving way. Do it in a way that makes it seem like, even though you hurt me, I am proud of you. You stupid, dumb ass, I am proud of you. Write a letter to yourself, acknowledging the past mistakes that you've, the mistakes you've made in the past, the hurt, harm, and danger that you put yourself into. 
let yourself in the past know what outcomes have come because of their actions, what feats that they made possible for you, the good things and the bad things. And when you write a letter to your future self, write it as professional as possible because in reality, you don't know who you're speaking to. You don't know if you're speaking to the doctor, the lawyer. You don't know if you're speaking to the president, um, the CEO. You don't know who you're addressing. So be as formal as possible in your letter to yourself in the future. Speak to them as yourself today, saying, I cannot wait to meet you, saying, I can't wait to see what you will do, who you will become, what things you will let go of, what things you will pick up. Write a letter to yourself with the knowledge that greater is coming. Write a letter with encouragement, inspirational words, and also a conclusion that says, I'm waiting for you. Mm. So I would definitely read my letter on the podcast, but I'm, um, I haven't healed yet. You know, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna have to write a new letter because last year was a fucking trip. Actually, I think that's what we should do. I think, yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna Child, start. Listen. I'm gonna start um making making the book a podcast now. So okay, I would love to know how that works out. I was gonna say, uh, I got letters. I don't know if anybody journals. Not like I can talk bad to me right now. I am not. <laughs> they said, yeah, I heard her. I heard her. <laughs> I am not like the biggest journal person, but when I am very upset and I'm very overwhelmed, it really helps to just write everything out. And so I have uh, letters to myself from years and years and years ago, like even before college. And I highly encourage you, like, even if you're not a big, consistent person like myself and you know, diaries don't work out for you because diaries don't work out for me. It really helps to be able to look back and see really who you were in those different moments in the past, just to get to know yourself on a different level. Because, child, I was a mess. And I have grown so much. Mm-hmm. And you never know until you you look back at those moments because I'm not the same girl at all and if you asked me and I didn't read those letters I would have been like I never changed yes the hell I have yes the fuck I have it's, <laughs> okay. I'm so glad you said that because uh, the other day on TikTok live if you don't be on my TikTok live uh, you really miss out on life Talkin'. but I was on TikTok live and I was reading through my journal I have this journal called burn after reading and it gives it's a guided journal and it gives you a bunch of prompts and things to think about, things to talk about. And ask me like questions like, what's your favorite song? What's your favorite movie? Um, happiest people you want in your life, like the people you want in your life in 20 years. Like if you were stuck on a desert island, who would you want? Like if you had anybody from your childhood, who would it be and where would you be? And I wrote this last year around this time and I was reading it. I'm like, Oh my God, like I can remember where I was when I wrote this. I can remember what I was doing. I can remember the smells, the, this, what was around me, what happened that day. I can remember um, how I felt that day. And what was so nice about going back through there, it was said, it says, um, one of the prompts says, I have, I have not. So it's fill in the blank. I have, I have not. 
and I wrote down, I have loved hard. And then I put, I have not been loved hard enough. And mm-hmm. now, seeing where I am now, I'm like, Jordan, that was a fucking lie. That was a motherfucking lie. Now, I understand what he meant by that because my version of loving hard is very different from everybody else's version of loving hard. But the fact that I, I tried to say, I tried to convince myself or I even believe that I haven't been loved hard, that's bullshit. Because mm. all my friends, all my family, they love me the fuck down. Sure they put do. up with so much bullshit. And I put up, I, I put up with so much bullshit, first of all. <laughs> let me tell you about that, <laughs> bitch. I love hard. But they love me hard in their own way. So it doesn't look like how I do it, which means y'all need to step the motherfucking ball up. But, sure. but. That's a really good topic for another time because I feel like we'll be here for another three hours. Um, yes, the I love know. that you give and the love that you get, we're going to have another one. Y'all, y'all stay tuned. Y'all come back for that because that's going to be heavy. Mm-hmm. Heavy, especially looking over the years, as you said. Um, when I don't know, can I give a quick story and then we can be done with that? <laughs> when I was younger, especially like middle school time, when you're discovering yourself and you're figuring stuff out, and ooh, boys, they they really matter now. You know what I'm saying? Um, well, not you, but whatever. Anyway, a little bit. Um, <laughs> Disney Channel was popping and you got this complex of like two girls and a guy and they have this strong incredible bond and I just wanted friendship. I just wanted companionship. That I wanted that so bad and honestly Jordan I love you so much. I will let you read this journal. I got on a plane and um, I had a, all I had was a notebook and an mp3 player. I was on a plane because my a great grandfather had passed away mm-hmm. and on the plane I'm just writing just writing having the time of my life just going 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 and I'm writing about like how I see life at that time and how I I felt about love and loving other people in the sense of friendships and what I had learned from my first year of middle school hating that experience and learning that I didn't need anybody else and I needed to refocus on myself so young like what what But uh, (laughs) that's really interesting to look back on now because as I've grown and I felt like I had nobody, I felt like I was by myself and I felt like, you know, Disney Channel was selling me the big lie, like a huge lie. When I talk to my boyfriend and he tells me that, you know, he has all his family and stuff, but he doesn't have anybody. And I look at all the people that I have. To some people, it's not a lot. But I know that I always have somebody to call on. I know I always have somebody to talk to about my creative matters or I always have somebody to go out with. I have friends that I have had for 10 plus years. Insane to say that, including Jordan. Insane to say that. And so sometimes you may not remember how blessed you are to have so much love around you, as you said, Jordan, because there are times where I'm like, I don't have anybody. Do you hate me? Yeah, right? But I definitely do. I definitely do. And to somebody else, it may be a situation of, you know, I'm fine, but I don't 
I don't have anybody I can call on. I don't have anybody I can go out with. And for me, not to brag or anything, but, you know, sometimes you just have to sit and, and look around you and really be like, you know, I don't give a damn if it's three people or if it's two people. I have love. Period. I'm not alone. I'm grateful. I have gratitude for the love that's around me, for the people that will answer the phone when I call, even if it's just one person. And with that, your head will touch the floor. Okay. Real bad. So, today we spoke about your journey. You must be in control. Oh, not in control of your emotions. I said that bad. Not in control of your emotions. Because you can't control your emotions sometimes. Because shit just be happening. You have to be... Can I say, I feel like you need to be in tune. When stuff like that happens, you need to understand where it's coming from, how you react to it. Listen to yourself. Know how you're going to act. Like, you may not always know, but I know when certain situations happen, it's happened so many times, I know what kind of anger I'm going to be in. And now I know, okay, let me not get on Twitter and start talking-ish. Let me not pick up the phone and call my friends and tell them, you know, why my man pissed me off today. I need to take a one, two, three. Was it three, two, one? Mm-hmm. One, two, three. What the heck is bothering me? I need to breathe for a second. I know that about me. You should know that about you. 